The passage of the 19th Amendment to the Constitution in 1920 marked the beginning of women's right to vote in this country. All women in various parts of the country were initially granted easier access to the vote as well as involvement in politics. At one point, black women's voter registration in Florida, for instance, was actually higher than that of white women. This enfranchisement was short-lived for black women as they soon became targets of voter suppression methods, including undergoing arbitrary tests to earn the right to vote. In the South, black women faced the most severe obstacles to voting, including bodily harm and fabricated charges designed to land them in jail if they attempted to vote. This continued up until the 1960s, halted only by the passing of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which finally prohibited racial discrimination in voting. It's sobering when you realize just how much of widely taught American history is littered with inaccuracies and oversimplifications that make it seem as if we are so much further along than we actually are regarding race. The truth is, Black history is and always will be American history. We encourage you to seek truth beyond the headline. You never know what you might find. Mm. (laughs) And then you do it again. That is not cute. You eating into the microphone is not cute. And I'm I thought the death stare that I just gave you when we started over again. Listen, I'm blessed. Enough. The popcorn is lit. The drinks okay. are sit. And here I am. The drinks are sit. Mm-hmm. Sitting. Okay. Litting. Shitting. <sighs> I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And this is He Said He Said, the podcast that makes you go. Hmm. We are back. Took last week off to R and R, and now we're yes. gonna shit. I mean, oh shoot my god, the what shit. is with you and shit this week? We're gonna shoot the shit to this week, bitch. You got shit on your brain, and it's gonna be a whole <laughs> mood. And I'm ready. Okay. But before we That's get good. started, we want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe yes, to our review. podcast. What? Nothing going. <laughs> you can find us at He Said He Said Pod on all your streaming services like Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that fun yes. stuff. Also, we're on Instagram at he said he said pod and Facebook. We launched a group during this quarantine called We Said Sound Off. We want you to join because it's a key. It really is such a good time. It's fun. It's memes. It's a little education here and there. Lively conversation um, where you can actually interact with us. We are pretty. Mm, we're actually mm. pretty active in there. So We'd be active, girl. Yes, we are active <laughs> like my. I don't, I don't even, even like your shit. Mm, you got it. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll get started with love it or shade it. Yeah, love it or shade okay, it. Okay. Yes. And my, um, I don't, I don't, don't feel like Karen talks that way. I don't have a Karen voice yet. I have to come up with one of those. Um, but my love it or shade this week is actually a love it. Oh. And it is um, the book. I know. Yes. The you're book. reading? <laughs> oh, my God. You're reading the a book? book? with the words. <laughs> oh, it's a book. Like an actual yes, published yes. book. It is a published book. Oh, okay. not a published magazine or no, a blog no, no, story? No, 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 oh, my okay. God. And you've probably heard of it. Um, it's been pretty popular in the current climate that we have with the movement, um, Black Lives Matter and whatnot. It is called White Fragility, written by Robin D'Angelo. So if you don't know, Robin D'Angelo is a socialist. Um, socialist, oh my God. Oh my gosh. 
She is definitely, She's a whole socialist. She's definitely not a socialist. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, Robin. I don't know you, but sorry. Mm-hmm. She is a sociologist. Yes. I'm, I'm not even, I've only had like half my drink. Mm-hmm. She's a sociologist. You, you don't need drinks to be drunk. <laughs> she's a sociologist and she's also um, a corporate diversity trainer. So like she comes in to, um, you know, like corporate environments and trains the employees on kind of how to um, identify their um, inherent biases and all that kind of stuff. OK, so she wrote this book. It's called White Fragility. Um, again, it's been very popular. It's having a, a bit of a resurgence with everything that's going on. And um, I have to say that for me, she had me from the very beginning. She writes in a very straightforward way, even though, you know, sometimes mm. you might need to look up some of the words that she uses. Even I had to look up oh, a couple well, of the that words that I'm, she used. Listen, that means people <laughs> like me would be like, she said what? Yeah. And I had to yeah. look at the synonym of the synonym to see what she actually meant. Girl. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I am reading it. I'm two thirds of the way through it. Normally I would not suggest, um, a book until I've actually finished it, but I I've already, um, this motherfucker got up in the morning and read a book <laughs> with the the light by the bed. Like it was some 90 year old family. <laughs> he, I mean, relationship. Talk about, it's fine. Can you pass me the tea? bitch? No, bitch. What I said was if the light is bothering you, I will go into the other room and you just rolled over and went back to sleep. Um, but yeah, so this book was actually written. She even says it's, it's really written with white people in mind um, because it's really um, it's meant to examine um, the reasons why white people are uncomfortable mm-hmm. with talking about race. And, you know, obviously a lot of it, you know, has to do with um, complicity in, mm-hmm. you know, racist I mean, don't tell everybody systems. about the books, bitch. So, don't no, but I mean, that that's what it's about. So It's on Amazon, $15. It is. I mean, it's everywhere. Goodreads, I guess, is another place people get their books. But, um, you know. It's on Prime, so if you want it in a quick day or two. Again, it's also just interesting to hear someone talk about this type of a topic from a sociological perspective. Mm. Um, and and it makes you feel hella smart. So, you know, I really recommend it to people of all racial identities because it can be insightful for all of us, not Mm. just white people. So yeah, that's my love it. What about you? 2020 to me is my love it. So the reason why I'm saying 2020 is a love it is because you're probably out there shook because I'm saying the year that everyone has been told to stay in the house, don't go outside is a year that I'm saying I'm loving. Mm Mm-hmm. And the reason why, because I'm grateful for the mess that it's provided, because it has allowed me to be happy and to find my happiness, to revisit the stress that I had in my life. And if I need to continue it, oh, facial If you need to continue the stress. The stress, yeah, because, you know, like sometimes you have to continue it because it's, you know, a part of your life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a stressful life because of your job, your circumstances, your financial circumstances, mm-hmm. or your emotional, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So I'm just grateful because I feel like 2020 has let me let has has given me time to live a richer life. You know, I found space to breathe. I found space to laugh, uh, which a bitch I was laughing even when before 2020. But I'm just saying, like, I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for the year. Yes. And I know and I think it's important for us to pause in moments like now because we're halfway through the year and it has not been an easy year, but I think that it's a year for you to find the positive and the negative so that you can, you know, move forward. So hasn't been, hasn't been the ideal year, mm-hmm. 
but it has challenged me in ways I don't think I would have been challenged had things not happened the way it happened. Okay. So you feel like it's, you know, 2020 is like the ultimate uh, silver lining or year of silver lining. I don't know if silver lining is what I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to say, but what I'm just trying to say mm-hmm. is that some there within every negative situation, there's something positive, which is a silver lining, but silver lining feels like, you know, it know like, that you literally just defined silver lining. Okay, so we'll move on. I'm I know so you get, glad. I know you get stuck I'm on so, words, bitch. I'm so glad. I know that's... you get stuck on words. You're like, oh, bitch, the wind. No, the air. No. I am so the, the body of happy moments around us. That 2020, you know, has been a, a moment of perspective for you. I actually agree oh. that I think that um, for a lot of people, 2020 um, probably has been a, a, a moment um even though it's it seemed like this year it's been three four years already um but it's a moment for people to reflect on different mm-hmm. things and then maybe um make changes that that maybe they didn't even listen, know were necessary bitch, until bitch 2020 listen. happened mm-hmm. okay so with that we will move on to mm-hmm. unfiltered and unbothered and of course you know we've been away for a couple of weeks and there, week, there's no way that we could not or would not come back and talk about the, heat, the hot button topic of Will and Jada. Uh, if you will, it is the entanglement heard round mm. the world. Mm. Okay. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, maybe you're under a rock. Maybe you don't have social media. I don't know. Um, None of my but, business. Essentially, that's why we're here. to really get it in a nutshell as to what happened, um, there have been rumors for a while that, um, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith and uh, well, singer, young. people who, you know, you may not even know this particular singer. His name is August Alsina. The rumor was that he and Jada Pinkett Smith were in some type of relationship. Mm, an entanglement. Yes. This was a few years ago, back uh, about 2015 through about 2017, maybe even early for 2018. And, uh, you know, August, there, but... August um, had alluded to it previously so um he had talked about there there being a relationship between them where jade had helped him he had some uh, drug dependency issues he was on red table talk yeah but i mean so before red table talk i think because red table talk was when 2018 july 2018 oh so maybe he talked about it and he uh, talked that, about it in on there too. but i don't know when he initially talked about, spoke about it yeah, yeah so um he had talked about her helping him which probably was around the time that he was on red table talk but then in 2019, he actually released a song called Nunya, oh. where um, this got the streets Apparently talking. Apparently it was none of your business because I didn't know that it was even out. <laughs> because okay. he released a video for it mm-hmm. where um, there were emojis and there's this text conversation that happens um, with someone named Corinne, which it happens that um, Jada's middle name is Corinne. Um, and essentially Corinne is asking him who's the new chick and this and that and the other thing. And he's like, why do you care? Like, basically you broke my heart. Like I was there for you. I loved you. And now you shouldn't care about the new girl that I'm mm-hmm. seeing. So that got people kind of talking about it. They're like, oh, you know, this kind of puts fire to, or flame puts like, um, flame to the fire, bitch. <laughs> it puts flame to the flyer. 
Bitch, you know what I'm trying to say. No, it, bitch. It basically put fuel. That's the F that I was looking for. Okay, like F you, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> fuel to the fire or flames of these um, rumors that were going on about yeah. them. And again, this was last year. But then that kind of blew over. And then this year, August basically came out and said, yes. He was yes. on Angela Yee's podcast. Yes. And he basically said that they did have a relationship and that created, he had that Keisha Cole um, ombre strawberry. <laughs> I said, bitch, and nothing I, did I mean, come I out was, of strawberry, listen, um, strawberry adjacent, bitch. <laughs> strawberry fields. She <laughs> gave us, he gave us, and it was like it just was, it just it was entangled. His his look, and I mean, I think that not to go on a tangent, but I think that we probably should work through our own issues of like what men are supposed to look like. I'm fine with, in, I'm fine. Well, with, no, I'll speak for myself. I personally was like, is he, is he straight? Or no, is I'm he fine like kind with, of, I'm fine with the not, little press out or the press and curl, whatever he was doing. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But don't be on camera. Like just looking to Sheffield. Like, oh my gosh. if, especially if you're in the field of appearance, like you are like anywho, the long and the short is back to Jada and her dick down. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, this hit the news. Um, and I believe it was her publicist or someone, someone on her team or her team basically came out and said that it wasn't With a true. statement. And they said that it wasn't true, but absent was Jada. She never actually said anything until this week. Um, when she when had, when she July had, had every, August, she had everything to say. So, um, I don't know if you have more about like what actually happened on the episode. Well, I just want to, I want to, um, I want to unpack before the episode, okay. before we talk about the episode. So okay. first and foremost, Jada and Will have a history, um, in these streets for being alleged open. Mm-hmm. There have been rumors since the beginning of time that I remember. Mm, no, it's been, I think basically since about like, really they started, feverishly in 2013 and it was because jada actually did an interview with huff post live mm. where she said essentially that will could do whatever he wanted as long as he could look himself in the mirror okay so then we'll say well for for the sacred of yeah. you know timeline what's that seven years seven years ago yeah. we it became part of their relationship there have been rumors about them Stepping out of the marriage, having a um, difficulty in their marriage. You know, there was rumors of divorce within the last five years. Mm-hmm. And they came out multiple times when everyone was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're breaking up. Because, like, Will and Jada, for a lot of people, especially black people, see would see them and see them as black royalty when it mm-hmm. came to, you know, creative space, but also relationship. Right. Their relationship has always, sidebar, has always been historically different alternative than a a lot of relationships there's rumors of them being in scientology like there's a lot and not just their relationship but also like how they raise their kids yeah so there's always there's always been a lot of question of their behavior and i think that this particular situation allowed for people to see the the um relatability Mm -hmm. of their relationship but I also think it was met with a lot of judgment. Yeah. Um, so the August Alcina I found interesting when she was on this Facebook Live, which you had said broke records. The Red Will. Table Talk. Yeah, Red Table Talk yeah, with yeah. Will. It broke records. How yeah, it had 12 minutes? million views in like 24 hours. And there, this discussion was only like about 15 minutes. I'm sure yeah. that was longer than that. They edited it down. I wish it was longer than that. I wish they Me would too. have. Um, and maybe it will be a series called The Entanglement. I don't know. <laughs> but I definitely think that it's an opportunity for them to talk about relationships. Um, 
And during the discussion, I found that Jada is Jada type person where she will say things, but she will use the thesaurus to make you, yeah, to make you think differently. Like when you look at the definition of an entanglement, it's exactly what it was. Like it, it was like she used it in the right context. Mm -hmm. However, she didn't just Will was just looking for her to be more straightforward and saying. I had a relationship. Well, I mean, that was the interesting part of it for me, which was, you know, they're talking about it. She had said, okay, you know, because funny enough, black Twitter was already saying, like, you know, they, the meme came out with basically Jada sitting with herself at the red table. And it was like, okay, Jada, you need to bring yourself to the red table. And then, you know, obviously she and her team, you know, there are people who kind of have their finger on the pulse because of red table talk and whatnot. So she's like, oh, I need to bring myself to the red table. It's like, OK, so now, you know, in my mind, they've turned it into, into a benefit, a benefit for them. Yeah. And, you know, so that was the thing where it's like she's like, I have to bring myself to the red table. So when she brought herself to the red table, I don't think she, she was fully authentic. I don't either. And the reason I, I don't, don't either. think is because she was saying things around the around the bush when she was like, oh, and girl. that's what I was getting to. I'm saying that, you know, she brought Will with her. And to your point, she's trying to use more flowery language. Yes. I know a little something about oh, that. I love words. Flowers, bitch. You love I the love wild words. roses, bitch. <laughs> because it was a situation where, okay, they're saying that she and Will were separated, which was something that I felt Will needed for people to know. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like for him as a man that he felt like his manhood was being attacked by mm, people by like the public and it's that. still being attacked because we'll probably get to 50 yeah, cent well, and all these yeah. other people who have kind of gotten involved in it where they're trying to clown will for it because that's his woman where i'm like but are we really still like thinking of I relationships in that know way anymore that don't be in these streets clowning talking and shoulder to shoulder with bitches talking about a relationship that you're not in because mm. ultimately you can't be in these streets not in that relationship judging and saying well this i mean we you can do. you can judge you but can but I think, <laughs> we all do it but i think that in this particular particular situation there are a lot of details that we don't know true so you can have an idea based mm-hmm. on what's being shared but, but you're still on the outside but you're still on the outside and you yeah. have to understand that every relationship is not the relationship you're in yeah and you shouldn't expect that we so shouldn't 50 expect cent that. you ain't in it. you're not even and i hate people don't even get me started on 50 i hate cent. people <laughs> that have a lot of opinions about what a relationship should be and then they and they don't even have success in having relationship. Right. Fifty Cent has been out in these streets dipping his penis right. in all the vitamin water and ain't mm. found vitamin C, bitch. <laughs> so I just want to let him know, no, bitch. You need vitamin C after you've been dipping your penis in all the Listen, vitamin water. I just think, ultimately, but no, but wait. So you cut me off. So no, sorry, what I was though. gonna say is that, <laughs> sorry, yeah, like count. so I think one of the main reasons, and this is in my opinion, one of the main reasons that Will a- was even at the table was to a certain extent for him to um, answer or to protect his manhood in this particular situation because of the clowning that was going on um, on social media. So and do you elsewhere. think that it would, it was healthy for him to be there? I do because when you watch it, what you see is him actually forcing her to take accountability or trying to, mm-hmm. I still don't know at the end if she really 
honestly is taking accountability for it. She does to a certain degree because basically what she tries to say is, um, or what she does say is, you know, she says the entanglement thing and he's like, well, okay, can we like actually talk straight about this? Mm -hmm. And he even says at one point, like, I'm going to play the role of you because that's what she does to people. Mm -hmm. When they come at the red to the red table and they try to double talk and they try to skirt around issues, she's like, no, like, well, what do you actually mean? Mm -hmm. So that was him like saying, well, girl, no, like, and you say entanglement, but what actually happened is while we were still married, you were in a relationship with someone else. And her timeline was all wonky because she (laughs) said it's been a couple of years. Tell me more. Well, it had been. Okay, so it had been it a couple been. years since she t- met him, or she no, been a couple no, no, years since their relationship. Okay, so that was the other thing where I was like, because she said she ain't talked to him in a couple years, and he was just on Red Table. That's Talk probably when July twenty eighteen. She probably hasn't talked to him since he was on Red Table Talk. So that was the one thing where I was like, I want to dig into this timeline. Oh, I, I saw the timeline. July 6, so, 2018 is when the episode about addiction was on there. And her and her mother and Will Smith's sister were also on it talking about addiction. Mm-hmm. And August Alcina. And that's when when Jada shared that they had a relationship regarding him healing. No, but I mean a timeline going back to the beginning of when she met him. Oh. So sometime in 2015... Um, this is when Will and Jada were allegedly, um, you know, separated. And I think I vaguely remember there I were do. rumors going around 2015, 2016 uh-huh. that a divorce was imminent. Um, although that's happened a couple times in a relationship. But <laughs> apparently Jada went to support Jaden and Willow because they were performing at a festival in London. So, according to Jada, this is when she became close to him. So, my thing is, he actually was there for, like, the kids, I guess. Mm, or maybe friends. he was performing. They were friendly. Like, because from what I gathered through my research is that August actually was introduced to Jada and Will through the children. Okay. So, he knew so them. he knew them. Which makes sense because he's closer to their age. Um, we haven't said it yet, but August is 27. 27, right? He was 25 and. 2018 yes um he's uh 27 and jade is 48 so yeah like literally like she could be his mom no, I'm, I'm not knocking a bitch <laughs> get the dick get that young stallion dick <laughs> oh my. but i think here's- no but wait the timeline so i i so they okay. then okay. get into this this entanglement because she says that she wants to help him she wants to help him with a medical condition that he actually has, which I'm mm-hmm. not going to mention here, HIPAA, even though I read it somewhere. Um, and then also his addiction. Not so, a HIPAA. <laughs> bitch, not HIPAA. That's laws. a HIPAA violation. Listen, look HIPAA it up, laws. look it up, look it up. Um, but yeah, so HIPAA. then <laughs> their little, you know, her helping him then turns into a romantic. Girl, shoot, thing. he was helping her. And she even said, she, the one, the one part where I feel like on the red table where she did take accountability was where she said she has codependency issues and that like helping him felt good and she also was looking to feel good because so she she almost used him to a certain extent because she was looking to fulfill she was looking to fill a void right that was a relationship she had with someone that she loves right which is Will, mm-hmm. and that relationship. And Will was saying, pause. "I wasn't even sure if we were even gonna make it." And that relationship, I wasn't was on sure pause. we ever were gonna talk again. And that she was looking to fulfill a need, which was a void in her in her life. And sometimes people fill voids in lives with negative choices, with you know yes, drugs, with whatever Sex. whatever addiction they may have. Mm-hmm. And you know it's not healthy, but it also is 
it is it is um, their coping mechanism for the pain that they're feeling. So I mm-hmm. think people like meeting her with judgment on that statement. It's not fair because it, it is that was a mental illness. Like she had to work through that. And, and she, I'm sure she's still working through absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, I think it's just interesting for people to, it's important and interesting for people to understand that the relationship, relationships are very complex and that Will and, and Jada, I think that I remember a while back on the a red table talk, figure what episode it was, but cause I watch, I try to watch it. All the episodes is, um, and we've talked about it since since it's come out, was about the point of time when Jada said that their relationship was a a lifelong partner, a life partnership. Mm-hmm. They moved past from marriage to a lifelong partnership. This has been in 2018. And that was a weird thing for people to hear. And I think that's where I started to believe what August was saying when he said on Angela Lee's show, I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation and he said, due to the transformation from their marriage to a life partnership, they had spoken on several times and not involving romanticism. He gave me his blessing. Mm-hmm. So there's been rumor about that. He said that. And then based on the statement and what she said on Jada said on the show that no permission was given. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't so- know if I believe that. So, I mean, ultimately I do feel like there's still a lack of accountability that's being taken on um, Jada's part, because I think that, a lot of the conversation that happened on the actual Red Table um, talk episode that they premiered was really more obviously about them, you know, because, you know, they're telling a story from their perspective. Yes. But what I feel like was missing from it was her really taking this opportunity to be honest about the fact that she used this young man. This yeah. He, when they met, damage. if we're saying damage. that they met in 2015 and he's 27 now, they met when he was 22. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if he's already damaged, and then you're saying you're damaged too, but then you're also over 20 years his senior. Mm. You know, this entanglement that you've gotten yourselves into, to use it's the, her bitch, word, listen, it's, it's is going to have a you. lot more of a detrimental effect on him mm-hmm. as a 22-year-old who has health problems and also addiction problems, which is a mental health problem, um, than it is on her. So it's just kind of like that for me, this is what was missing. It's like, and you know, all jokes and, you know, because this shit has been funny. The internet has taken the ball. They have run it with, they have spiked it. They have done a little dance <laughs> at, yeah. at, the, at the zero yard line. Um, it has been, spike. it has been funny, but it, when you These really, but when you really, really boil down to it, that's a really good point. These are still people. Mm-hmm. And, and August clearly, has had a lot of pain associated with mm-hmm. his entanglement with her. And I feel like she has come out largely unscathed from this, from a mental perspective, whereas mm-hmm. for him, I feel like not so much. I feel like to me, ultimately, if they really wanted to make a statement, it should have been all three of them. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't think, I think I get what you're saying, but I, I don't think know if been, August, I don't, I don't know how that would have gone. I don't either, but maybe <laughs> since they haven't spoken in two years, I don't know how that would have gone. But I don't know if I believe that though. <laughs> I don't believe that. Like you don't just be kiki and all the uh, red table talk. Well, wait, Tuesday. that's now that you say that, that's the other thing. Remember right. he said that he gave courtesy calls to both of them. Yes. Before. Yeah. He so said that, me, but they're trying to like, make it seem like they haven't. 
He probably reached out to them. They didn't respond. Yeah, but that's not their, that's not his problem. Yeah, I think yeah. that it would have been more powerful had three of them had a discussion about the entanglement and it would have been an honest dialogue. And there probably would have been things. We don't need to know everything. And the reason why I say that we don't need to know Agreed. everything because everything is not for everybody. However, mm-hmm. when you make this relationship and these details public, there is a, a level of respect and also uh, accountability that you need to meet with your words. So if you're saying that you had an affair with Jada and Jada is saying she had an affair with you out of respect based on the profession that you have decided to, to um, pursue is that I feel like it's out of, out of the, the fulfillment of your obligations as a celebrity, you need to share details at least to a degree. And I think that if you're willing to say, yes, I had an affair with Jada mm-hmm. and Jada say, yes, I had an affair with August. I think that it, it would have been more powerful had three of them been on the table and Will would have been able to judge her with his eyes. Oh, which he did. And and, <laughs> and Jada to use... He did that, though, because he felt like she wasn't taking accountability. And Jada to use words that mean nothing. <laughs> no, the, the words mean lots of things. But not to be what she needed to say. And then not August to get to the point from his perspective. Because what we're missing is his perspective. Well, I mean, no, we've already gotten his perspective. But his perspective was an interview. His, per- his perspective was on a conversation. I, f- I mean, I feel like we've gotten his perspective. And I just... I mean, in these situations and situations like like this that we've seen play out um, in the public eye before, you don't ever really get all three parties in a room. So I think that that's kind of like but that's pie in the sky. Like that's it, that that probably will never happen. Do you think though? But do you think? Do you believe that they have worked through their issues based on how that conversation went on the red table? Do I? So being more specific, do I think they worked through this issue? Because mm-hmm. I mean, issues. Yeah, we're yeah, married. Yeah, yeah. We know issues are issues, bitch. Listen, bitch. Okay, issues they morph is like Vogue. Okay, they morph. They seep. Bitch, it's like Mortal Kombat. Okay, <laughs> bitch. okay. They morph. You get a leak into... here. Okay, okay. And you go, call go, in. Calendar. You call somebody in to fix that, patch that up. But you know, you spring a leak over here. So no. So to answer, because I knew what your question was, which is, do I think that they fully worked through this particular issue? No. I don't, I and agree. the reason that I don't think that they worked through this issue is because of the exchange they had at the red table. Mm-hmm. Because of the way she was talking about it, which clearly Will had a very strong and visible reaction mm-hmm. to. His and if, eyes were red for a few moments. I wonder if he really? was crying. Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't see that. But I mean, I it was all screenshots. It, was, it might have been altered. Who knows? It was clear that he um, didn't think that she was actually taking accountability and that, um, you know, he felt like his role in that moment was to, to make her do that. Sidebar. Hmm. So the in my research, what, oh, what I found, Jesus. which I was because I, I like Will Smith, you know, you know, and you like Red Table and you know, I will watch that sometimes. Um, but I don't follow them closely. Well, it's unclear how long this um, break oh, that they Lord had Jesus. or separation that go. they had was. But yes, because um, in 2017, shortly after Will Smith joined Instagram, that was a pretty big deal when he oh, joined I remember Instagram. He did, like skydiving and stuff. Yeah, he po- he was doing a lot of posting, really funny stuff, really cool stuff that he was posting. Um well, there oh, were Lord. rumors right after he joined Instagram that he was possibly involved in an entanglement of his own with Sports Illustrated model Heidi De La Garza. Never heard of her. 
But when I actually dug into what these rumors were, you found you knew, you found out you knew who she was. No, I still don't know that bitch. But <laughs> essentially, I still don't know that bitch. Essentially, he was posting pictures all around the world: Egypt, um, I believe, uh, Cuba. It there were like literally like four or five, maybe even six different international mm. locations that he was posting pictures. Well, guess who also was in all these same places? She was around the same time that Will was. Well, you know the only right Miss De La Garza, and she said he actually said that Jada is more of a homebody and he likes mm-hmm. to travel yeah. and explore and experience. He likes to travel likes... with that strange. But I don't know, but girl, that might have been his sister. His that might have been the daughter, um, the sister of the man he was with. That's none of my business. <laughs> Apparently, she's friends with Chanel Iman, and I think Chanel Iman was on at least one of these trips but again it's one of those things where it's like you know if you really are paying attention the internet connected these fucking dots and they have all the pictures connection connection you can look it up for yourself but i think that it's one of those protected by hipaa i think it's one of those situations where will was doing his thing as well during the same period Mm -hmm. he just chose to do it with someone who a is, is has a lower profile and signed an NDA. and b someone who um you know apparently didn't get sprung to the level that jada August must have did. that power pussy bitch <laughs> she put it on him that's not my business <laughs> okay and so cheekbones is none of my business how they got there is none of my business <laughs> so that's my other thing where it's like i get that we're focusing on jada i get that we're focusing on jada for a very specific reason because this just got a lot messier than it should have um, but, but we need to acknowledge that right. Will probably was dipping exactly. his penis in the vitamin I don't C as want well. us, we shouldn't pretend as if during this separation, which I mean, this is what people do when they separate. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people when they separate, the whole point of separation is to see is to pretend that you're single, even though you're not divorced yet. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people want to paint this mm-hmm. as girl Jada was it. out here cheating, and it's this thing where it's like she should like. Like, like we're sh- like not we, but there are a lot of people who are shaming her, yes. and and it and it comes down to people trying to shame her. And a lot of what I've seen on the internet, especially from black men, has been concerning to me because there is this level of ownership that people want to assign um, Will over Jada, and then that's where the clowning comes from, mm-hmm. where they want to clown him and clown his manhood and his place as I guess the head of his household. And I find that extremely concerning because, again, I think that all um, signs point to the fact that Will was out here dipping and doing it, too. At the end of the day, bitch, I just hope that this Red Table Talk is a series because this 15, 17 minutes was not enough. I need to know further details. And I think that this is an opportunity for them to teach and to normalize pain in a relationship mm-hmm. um, because often people that are in relationships that are that that may turn make a turn like this or similar to this mm-hmm. people say i'm done and yeah. they don't want to do work and i think that this is an opportunity for them to lean in to a unique, situ- unique situation to teach show and be an example so yeah i, I look mean forward. yeah i mean i i like you said i think that that was a very important important point that you made where you said that um you know a couple like will and jada get lionized for african like for black people mm-hmm. um i actually want to get away from using african-american as a term we didn't talk about it but 
I think that um, you know, for because you walk, you read, you've been reading books, and now all of a sudden, oh, you bitch, before view, then, bitch, excuse you me, said, I, I'm a reading rainbow. It's been 13 years. You think I don't have a point of view after 13 years? I'm just saying, bitch. What words mean things? What are you saying? That you read a book, and now you have. We didn't talk about it, and I'm gonna talk about it. No, no, but anyway. I'm not even going down this rabbit hole with you. We can take that offline. You can call me Thumper, bitch, <laughs> and I will ban yes, you through bitch, this shit. Yes, okay. The the fucking rabbit down of the rabbit hole with Alice, <laughs> bitch. Um, that's which which Nancy. this is where um that's where the down a rabbit hole term comes from, Alice in Wonderland. Um, oh, but really? anyway, yeah. So oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, hello. You found it on Wikipedia. You get lost down a rabbit hole, girl. You found it on Wikipedia. You are trying me this week. <laughs> You are trying me this week. <laughs> um, but no. Come on, Wikipedia. <laughs> well, I was trying to say. Rabbit hole research. <laughs> that needs to be your LLC, bitch. <laughs> anyway, what? And I kind of guess we should probably put a capstone on this at this point because we knew that this would be a long one, but. Um, Girl, as long as strong. <laughs> I think that's probably what really kept Jada around. I mean, you saw the pictures. Too, what pictures? August Alcina in his draws. No, I didn't. Oh, then you need to see it. Oh, that's that's a that's a section of Google that I did not go to. I mean, I um, saw it on a blog. Okay, it was fine. like, oh, she, that's why she was sprung. Okay, because I'll do that after the show. He's hung. Oh, girl, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, bring us back. Um, yeah, so what I'll say is that, um, you know, in 2020, the latest, um, you know, um, iteration of this relationship is interesting because I read that um, Jada basically said that the huh. quarantine made her has, no, has actually made her um, reach the realization that she doesn't actually even know Will. Girl, because they live on. She said on the one episode that he's on one side of the right. house and they on the other side. They got right. a compound, right? And she said that um, now that what they're doing is, which I'm like, they're always doing something. Like, can't they y'all keep something for yourself? But she said that what they're trying to do is they're trying to learn more about themselves and being happy in themselves, so that they can also come together and be friends. I'm mm. like, bitch, it's been 20 years. Y'all ain't friends. Listen. How you stay married 20 years with somebody who's not actually also your friend? That's none of my business. It's not none of my business either. Well, moving on. <laughs> and speaking of capstones. Yes. So Kanye West <laughs> is in the news these days. And I just think we should bubble it up to this one headline. And there's yeah, a lot yeah, of things yeah. that he's done, said, uh, I'm running for president. <clears throat> July and 4th. I think that. This is the headline that really stuck with me uh-huh. was that he's in the midst of a serious bipolar episode mm-hmm. and friends Allegedly. and family are, are very worried. Allegedly. And the more I read about this, the more I definitely think it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as you mentioned on Twitter on July 4th, he announced he was running for presidency. He said he was not going to be a Democrat or a Republican. He'd be running independent and his party was called birthday party. Um, he's, I'm sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he decided to be interviewed by Forbes magazine. <sighs> and on this interesting and yet damaging uh, interview, um, he claimed that he had COVID in February. He thinks that vaccine is is the devil. He slammed Pam Punt. Pam Punt. Oh, my gosh. Plan Parenthood and the right woman to choose. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, that there was controversy there because he said that it's, 
you know, people should that ultimately people should not be getting abortions and that you should be having children based on God's choice. However, they only have had one child that has actually been through in inception of intercourse. The other of other children have been um, in vitro. Well, isn't so that interesting? God didn't choose for you to get in vitro and use a turkey baster because of technology. Not a turkey did. baster. Um, the report also experiences that he Kanye, it's been told by this insider that he has these experiences almost annually and that friends and family are concerned because it's damaging. And the reason why it's damaging is because publications like Forbes and in last year's case, it was TMZ, give him a platform to have this episode, this manic episode, and then we talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then we normalize it. And then Kim mm-hmm. comes out and says, you know, I can't make him take his medicine. And that we feel it's coming, but we can't don't know how to handle them. Oh, is this what she's it. saying now or before? She's, when, on Vogue, she was interviewed last year, and this okay. is what she said. For uh-huh. him, being on medication is not really an option because it just changes who he is. Um, I'm sorry, said, it's not really an option? It changes who it, he is. It, it minimizes it stifles his, his creativity. Um, yeah, she uh-huh. said that she feels like... They can see as a family when these episodes are coming, and we just know that we need to learn how to handle them. Well, how are they handling this? Apparently, they're enabling it because I, well, first and foremost, I feel like this was this was a shady way for Forbes to get an interview with him, uh-huh. based on previous things we talked about about him not being a billionaire and him saying, "Well, but I am." And oh, one hundred percent. Well, your W two doesn't say that. Yeah, I said that. And when? Oh, not on the pod. Oh, I was like, you're going to say it on wax, bitch. <laughs> no. But I think that... I said that from my perspective, I really feel that Forbes has a responsibility and we should be looking at them sideways because what they essentially, I'm sure on, you know, behind closed doors did was they said, oh, yeah, sure, we'll say you're a billionaire, but we want to have an exclusive mm-hmm. with you, you know, the next time you have something going on. But the thing that I think is very important that this person that actually was analyzing the situation he is a licensed psychologist Mm -hmm. and he said that giving Kanye a platform to speak and um during a manic episode allows the media to not only you know report upon it but also to bash him Mm -hmm. and then what happens to quote Kanye he says a sprained Kanye has said this uh a sprained ankle a sprained brain rather is like a sprained ankle. You don't keep pushing at it. So ultimately, this licensed um, professional says like this is just an example of us leveraging his sprained brain mm-hmm. as an um, a story. form of entertainment. And it and Kim's Kim's responsibility is she's 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 his wife, but she also can't for, like. And I hate Kim. I don't. I'm not Team Kim, but she can't force him. To take medicine. She can't force him to take medicine, but she co-signed when he said he was running for president on Twitter. She retweeted it, and that's what they were were saying. So you can't have it both ways, bitch. You cannot have it both ways. They said that no celebrity or public figure is beyond accountability and reproach. That if you are seeing someone going through a manic episode by retweeting a tweet, which is a part of your normalizing behavior, so you are to blame. Yeah, partially. I mean, not fully to blame because he has a mental condition, but no, she doesn't get off the hook because my thing is, if you know that he's having this episode, you know, there has to be 
there have to be professionals who can um, find other ways for them to deal with this than to allow him to just run amok. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I get that it's different than like your your cousin Bobby, who you know has a mental issue or who's bipolar. You know where he doesn't have a megaphone in the form of a national publication like Forbes. You know when they're you know when he's going through his you know manic episode. But you're also Kim fucking Kardashian. Thank you. So you know. <laughs> I'm sure you think of yourself very highly and you think of the power that you wield and the power that your family wields very highly. So why can't you come up with a better way to deal with mm-hmm. these moments when your husband is clearly because you're coming up with and I'm going to I'm, I'm going to agree with the punditry that's happening where it says that it feels like he is having a manic episode yeah. in front of our very eyes. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, time. I just want to go over some of the things that he actually said during what even Forbes, which, you know, again, fuck Forbes for this because they even res- they even described this as a, a four rambling hours that they talked to him. Oh, really? Four rambling hours. And then you couldn't wait to get your fucking dictaphone out to record oh, the things that God, he had to dictaphone. say. So um, he wants to model the White House after Wakanda. He says, you know, to your point that he had COVID-19, but also mentioned that he had it after Drake did and made some weird reference to the fact that, well, Drake can't be sicker than me. He um, thinks, you know, that planned parenthood. I mean, it's kind of like a plan. That's like something you would hear in a rap song. You know what I mean? Like Kanye hears that that Drake has COVID and then he just makes a rap song where he says that, you know, you might have you might have had COVID, but you're not sicker than me. It's like. It's a punchline. Really? Um, He thinks Planned Parenthood um, is doing the work of white supremacists. Uh, He no longer supports President Donald Trump, but he also takes the time during this interview to refer to Trump as special, comparing him to um, Obama, comparing him to um, Bill Clinton. Um, (laughs) And he also says that he's the closest president we've had in years to allowing God to still be part of the conversation. And Kanye also has been known to say that he's never voted. Oh, he just registered to vote on Monday. Yeah, his first Last time Monday. ever. Like right after he said that he was running, mm-hmm. he then registered to vote. Um, he wants praying to be brought back to the schools. He calls Black History Month torture porn. Um, and he doesn't agree with the arrest of the one black officer who was involved in the George Floyd incident. Why? Because it was his first day and he feels that he should be given grace because, no. uh, you know, it was his first day and he was just following the orders. It was of, his first day of, on a job ever. That This is what Kanye said. I did not look into it to see if it was Because that's not what true, I read. Because he was in the Home Depot or what Target <laughs> or what, what, Walmart or whatever. When a girl was videotaping him, and it didn't seem like it was his first day. Well, that how would you know that it was his first day from that was, exchange? Because they, were, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so yeah, so he said that he should not, um, you know, have been arrested. Uh, but he also doesn't have a plan for foreign policy or taxes. No, because he doesn't know foreign or policy. So I mean, a couple of things. I mean, uh, I, I hope everyone is looking forward to their stimulus check, which is KKW Beauty, mm-mm. and for their taxes to be a form of yeezy.com to receive a discount and you can only use your taxes returns to buy yeezy Mm-mm. that will be the the life we'll live in i mean i i have such i have a lot of like conflicting feelings about this because like i have even joked about it but then the more i think about it i'm like it's 
it feels inappropriate to joke about what's happening. You know, if I believe what I'm saying is true, which I actually do, um, because he seems like he's in crisis, which he is does. actually pretty scary. Um, so, you know, I, I just I hope that, um, you know, for one thing, because, yes, I care about Kanye because he's a human being and his mm-hmm. mental health. But I do hope that downstream there are not effects of him actually like being written in as a third party yes. candidate and then it end up having an effect on the election. I mean, unless he was going to be stealing votes from Trump, which would be fine. I'm um, I'm going to just say that. But I don't want him stealing any votes from Biden. But he actually takes a pot shot at Biden, too, saying that Biden is not special like the other people that he named, including Trump. You know, and he also um, I think he's asked at one point if he's trying to split the vote, if he's trying to take votes from Biden. And he says, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to deny it. And I'm telling you that I'm not going to deny it. He also has not officially he hasn't any sort of paper. No, he hasn't. He missed all of the deadlines. Right. But I mean, that doesn't mean that people wouldn't still write him in and he'd be the Jill Stein of 2020. I mean, I, I think that in this situation, what I have come to, what I've, where I've come to terms with all of this is that I want to acknowledge that Kanye is not well. And I don't think we should cancel someone that is not well. I think that we should pause. Oh, I will. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. I was about to say, well, I have no problem canceling Because, him. You don't have to support him, Mm -hmm. but cancel culture has become such a phenomenon in this culture that we live in, this society, this time, that it often will, when you cancel, then that means you ignore and you erase, where Mm -hmm. I think that Kanye needs people that care. And it's clear and obvious that um, Kim has not built and found the coping mechanisms or the ways to support a bipolar spouse right which doesn't make um, any sense to me with the resources that she has because he doesn't want medicine medic- medication he wants, i get that he wants he light, wants therapy. light therapy. He, therapy yeah no i get and it horses on on in montana i get it well then she better be less reckless with her tweets and retweets though. well this is true but you know what <laughs> she should be less reckless with appropriating <laughs> black culture but whole other conversation i digress <laughs> she does have black kids you know yeah but she also you know <laughs> glorifies the idea that she has black children Mm -hmm. she i feel like all of them all of the kkk clan um wanted to have black children so that they would be accepted not all of them many of them most most all but one okay stuck on words jada i'm just saying when you say all of them that's not true well the long and the short there's one that as far as i know she don't even date black guys the long and the short no she does the long and the short of it all is that kim it is your responsibility till death do us part, bitch. Sickness and in, and in, and in poor, right? In poor. Whatever it was. Poorness. You need to be in Poverty. these streets and you need to be supporting. And if that means making force, telling him that it is damaging his legacy, it is hurting your family, it is hurting your relationship, maybe that will. And if it doesn't, then maybe you should step out and you should you know she ain't going nowhere but i also believe and i i'm gonna say this with sensitivity is i believe that kanye is a type of celebrity that we will lose because of not because of age but because of mental status agreed and i think that what that is really really challenging to see and say because he is really talented Mm mm-hmm and no, I agree with this you. This is an example I've of thought about celebrity. That. Celebrity is not for everybody. Yeah, and that it can hurt 
more than it can hurt you more than provide health especially if you're not mentally well and yeah especially if so i i hope for the best but i know that if the kkk clan is involved um then yeah, the k when did they be i was about to say when did the other two k's get added kkw kim kardashian west i was like but then you added a third k Kim Kardashian collection, bitch. No, I don't know the Kardashian. No, 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 no. Yes, the, the K I clan. I know what K you were trying to, you know what I was trying to say. You were just taking it to the edge there, though. Mm, fun, fun fact. You know, not to be so you know morbid, even though I do agree with what you just said, every part of it. Um, oh, really? Yes, but um, you know what I recently read that Armenian reading, bitch. Armenians, because aren't they Armenian? Yes. Armenians actually, um, you know, back in the day, were not considered to be white. They had to sue the federal government what to government? be considered to be white of the of America. To say that they're white, yes, to be considered to be a part of the. What were they considered? White. They were considered to not be white because they were from another country, Middle East. The I other. I don't know, but they had to sue, and they won. They sued, and they won the right to be considered to be white. I'm sure that. Guess where I read that? Rob Kardashian's Wikipedia. <laughs> As if I would ever waste my time, okay? I don't have that kind of time. Um, but no, actually, in White Fragility. Oh, I can't wait to read the book that I bought that you decided to read. <laughs> well, bitch, I only got about 50 pages left. That I'll I'm be done that within to. the next day or well, so. Well, on the it's break, fine. maybe you should finish it. <laughs> Speaking of breaks, it's about that time. Um, and we'll come back. Well, I'm not sure what stories we're going to do since we've already been talking for like an hour. Um, but we'll see you. No, we won't see you. But we'll talk to you soon. Music can be healing. So here at He Said, He Said, we've decided to create some intimate playlists to get you through the week. We have playlists like our Top 40, which is everything on the charts that we love. Pure Pop Perfection, which is Ray's favorite. Enough, which is our protest playlist to get you through what's happening to also inspire you for change. Shuffle and Repeat, 90s and 2000s Hip Hop and R&B. And The Gospel Truth, which is perfect to listen to when you're making your Sunday brunch. So be sure to follow each playlist, listen, and share to all of your friends who love music. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with that. Me That's either, a bitch. really good song. Mm, the very first time that I saw Garfield the- was my favorite. I was actually really into light skin guys back in the day. No, in my head. In you, my head. Because you married the lightest yet. of the skin, bitch. <laughs> I wasn't out yet, but like, you know, girl, you was out. You came out in 1976. I mean, that had to be like maybe 92. So I was like 12. So I mean, I wasn't out yet. We're back. (laughs) Just so you realize, hopefully you realized. um, And hopefully you were listening to those playlists that we created because it has gotten me through some thanks. But our first next topic is you, babe. Oh, yeah. So you may have heard that Hamilton, the musical Broadway smash, um, actually debuted on Disney Plus. This happened on um, July 4th, which is a the holiday. Third. Well, on the third, which is a Friday. Was it the third? Uh-huh. Oh, shit. It was a third. Duh. Yes. Yeah. So it, it was when we observed the holiday this year. Yes. Observations um, of such ho- said holiday. <laughs> yes, exactly. Of alleged independence. Which is a day that we will not be celebrating in this household it's anymore. Juneteenth. Yes. Revisited. Exactly. Juneteenth pot duh. Um, but yeah, so. For the Creoles. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're in rare form today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it debuted. Um, this kind of and I, from what I read, if it, it seems like it's renewing criticism that there was for Hamilton. But I have to say that I wasn't there aware. Was, there was we knew of the, the initial. I don't feel like I was paying attention mm-hmm. to it really because well, you. Were a casual fan of yeah, like you know, Hamilton has has never been like the, the when it came out in 2015, I was shook at huge. It, and I was on the bus listening to it every day. Yes, and you were like, oh my god, you have to listen to this, and I did, and I was like, oh, that's 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 great. I was like, the roots are involved, like yeah. Quest Love is involved, Black yeah. Thought is involved, like you need to listen. So maybe because you you um are a bigger fan of the show than I was, maybe you were more aware mm-hmm. of the criticism, which you know, obviously the criticism um you know s- surrounds this idea of slavery and a fact that they don't talk about slavery very much even though this literally is a play um or musical that um is about a bunch of white guys the founding fathers who Mm -hmm. owned slaves um even though hamilton didn't directly own slaves but he married into a family that did correct and Um, the only time that they talked about slavery mm -hmm. in the show which was a couple times well, the one time that is of of mention that mm-hmm. a lot of the articles that I read mentioned was when Hamilton confronts Thomas Thomas Jefferson about how the South built its strong economy on the back. Yeah, of the when slaves. they're battling, that's one of the better scenes. Yes, so that was the yeah. only time that like slavery was at the forefront of a discussion, mm-hmm. um, which is why it caused a lot of controversy. Also, I don't know if you know in your research, there actually was a third battle. Mm-hmm. That was cut from the production called Cap- Cabinet Battle Number Three, mm-hmm. which was on the mixtape as a demo that largely um, discussed slavery mm-hmm. and was cut. Yeah, um, which is why a lot of this production was met with controversy because mm. when they found out that was cut, they were like. But you had an opportunity and you had the material and you chose not to. Right. And and that, um, which I'm sure we'll get to later, is the way that I I, I see both sides of it is what I'll say about the criticism that's happened. Um, But, you know, what they did was they filmed the show. This was um, back, I believe, in 2016. So this was just when. Um, the original cast was not going to be doing it anymore on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So they said, oh, great idea. Let's film this. And then later on, we'll decide what to do with it. They, I think they filmed two, they, they filmed two nights mm-hmm. of performances. And then also, one. I think, um, one performance that was not in front of, in front of a crowd, an audience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at first it was like, oh, we're going to do with it. And then Disney ended up buying it, I think maybe last year. I don't mm-hmm. remember what year Disney bought it. It was supposed to come out in 2021. As a feature film in the theaters. Um, but then COVID happens. And it's funny because what I was reading uh, when I looked this up was they were saying that initially they didn't want this to be on Disney Plus mm, because they wanted really? it to reach a larger, like the largest audience that it could possibly mm, reach. Which would be theater. But after after COVID happened, they had to shift their thinking because it's like, okay, well, people are stuck in Revenue. their houses anyway. Revenue. So it's like, whatever, we may as well release it. And Disney still has an international reach. Correct. Um, so shortly after, um, you know, it um, was Even announced. Even though Disney Plus apparently is not offered in Africa. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing with Beyonce, which I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll get into in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, so shortly after it was announced that the stage production would be added to Disney Plus. Um, you know, this is where, um, the controversy started. Mm-hmm. So, um, interestingly enough, there's one person in particular who, um, had tweeted about this. 
Um, and after that tweet went out, this is where we really saw, kind of saw um, Lynn, Lynn kind of like jump into the fray and say, you know, okay, yeah, you know, the criticism, criticism is valid. valid. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, you know, but I actually, you know, I, I it, what he basically said was that he um, um, struggled with trying to kind of fit more of a slavery discussion into the play and also more of the flaws of the characters into the play. Um, so yeah. And that's where we I are now. Ultimately cancel. Hamilton was even trending. I think child, at some point, which is a joke. Cat. That's a joke. I think what we people need to realize is that this musical, there was actually, if you're not a part of the, we said, um, sound off, there was a really great debate about this between multiple people in the group and discussion, mm-hmm. not even debate. It discussion. was just lively discussion. Yeah. But I, I just want, in my opinion, IMO, is that um, Hamilton was not a memoir. So we were not going to get the, the, the arc of the, of the story to be all the details of Hamilton's life. The, the important body of work of Hamilton, the musical, was to, A, tell the story of our country using people that were of marginalized groups and then sharing a story that was relatable, which was coming from coming from nothing and becoming something. And also I've also believed that this story, there was a lot of, there was a lot, the more I watch, the more I watch it and listen and then also read reviews is the story was so much about Hamilton's wife, which what's her name? Angelica. The Eliza. You know what? You had to sing uh, it to uh-huh. remember. Okay. Eliza. That's like, fine. <laughs> at the the end of the musical ends with Eliza mm-hmm. at the end of the stage. And I was shooketh when I read this review where it was like when Lynn comes out with his hair down, mm-hmm. he's no longer Hamilton. He's Lynn. Which is why he's in a different outfit. His hair is down. And it's then him showing Eliza that actually this whole musical is about you not Hamilton. So it was really interesting to hear that review and see that perspective. Okay. I was, I was shooketh to my yeah, core. Never noticed that. And I'd have to go back to watch it again. I was shooketh when I was like, what, oh. that, what any of that means. I said, when she goes <laughs> at the end, she oh, the gasp. That. Oh, I yeah. didn't see where people were saying. Cause the apparently gasp. the gasp is when the, she allegedly sees the audience. She reaches the other side and she sees the audience. Oh, okay. The other side being death. And yeah. then she see like, cause when he died, the long and the short, she basically was um, maintaining his legacy, Hamilton's legacy, mm-hmm. his wife. So this was an important part of the story, which I didn't get until I read that review. But anyway, oh, interesting. I, I think that it's a reminder for people to know that this was not a memoir. It was not a biopic. It right. was correct. It was taking pieces of our history, our country's history and making it relatable to now. Mm-hmm. And well, not now. Now, there is something... Five years ago. Yeah, well, five years ago, right? And the last I, block I, and I was about to say, ago. I'm saying that because... It's, the, Times have changed. Yes, the moment that we're in now is different than... But what than I have to say ago. is that I, I actually honor Lynn saying that the criticism is valid. Mm-hmm. And he was actually on a podcast, or he tweeted in response to the Strong Black Legends podcast, or Tracy Clayton who talked about the play in the movie that it came out with such that giving it criticism. 
And he, he, he acknowledged, he said, you know, it took me six years to fit this story into the two and a half musical time frame. And he said, I did my best. It's all fair game. I could have been better, but I appreciate that. But I, again, can see this from multiple angles and, um, you know, first of all, I understand the criticism that it's receiving because of the fact that we are in a different moment as a country. And I feel like five years ago, even though sidebar five years ago, the um, um, what was it? Um, oh, my God. Help me. It was when um, Mike Mike Brown. Yes. Happened. Her mm. Ferguson. Ferguson. Yeah. So five years ago, Ferguson had, you know, was Starbucks happening. had the race. Relation right. Thing. So we it's like, on, on exactly. Exactly. So, you know, different, but not that different. Um, but still different. The movement was not the, it was, it wasn't moving. I agree. I agree. So now I feel like we're in a, a really visible and acknowledged movement. Right. Um, so, you know, that's the one thing where it's like, okay, well, we're all looking at this now, definitely through a 2020 lens where that does change certain things that maybe, you know, in previous years, we wouldn't have been so critical of. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say is because this became the huge monumental record-breaking smash hit that it did garnering 11 tony awards a pulitzer prize for drama Mm -hmm. and a grammy for its original cast recording and the first time that this ever was performed was in the white house like one of the expert excerpts of the songs was performed in the white house for barack obama and Mm -hmm. barack obama loves the show Mm -hmm. michelle loves the show so it's it's it was met with a lot of accolades. Right. And, you know, um, because of the accolades and because of how popular it became, that then puts it under an even microscope. stronger microscope mm-hmm. because it's reaching people who don't know anything about hip hop. It's um, re- even though it's a show that really is a hip hop show. It's an opera. You know, it's, there is very little dialogue. It's reaching a ton of people who don't have experiences with people of color. And it's a cast that is uh, almost exclusively a cast of people of color. So it has reached a lot of people. And I think that a large part of the criticism is coming from people of color and more specifically from black people. Because the way that they're seeing it is you had this opportunity to actually present difficult material in a way that was more palatable, but you sliced away a lot of the difficult pieces of it. So I think that that is, that is why I can totally see this. So, but, but I also can separate it in my mind because I say, okay, there are problems with it. It is not perfect, but it also is really fucking amazing for what it is. So I think, I think the action call to action for Lynn is to make an amendment to the show and add back in the third cabinet debate. Mm-hmm. And that will be where I actually listened to it prior to recording. And slavery is the headline of that entire three minute and 45 second yeah. song. And and I think that, you know, I, and what I said in the We Said group was he made a conscious decision. Let's not be let. I think that to a certain extent, um, even he wants to skirt that issue and even he wants to not, even though he's taking accountability, his white fragility, he isn't. He isn't taking accountability in a way that, in my opinion, is completely authentic. Mm. Because he's saying, 
you know, I struggled with it, you know, and he's saying these things, but ultimately, in my, what I feel like is that he made this decision because he knew it was not going to be palatable to a white audience. And I'm going to agree with him. I'm going to agree with my idea of what choices, I think he thought. Choices are more important than the success don't, of the show. I, I, I think that that part of the show would have made people uncomfortable. For sure. I think that part of their show would have ended up being in, in not maybe not in headlines, but it, in reviews. Absolutely. And I think that the show would not have been able to reach the audience that it did if it had yes. tackled slavery in a more um, overt way. So, I mean, again, I, I can see all sides of this. I can say that he made a conscious choice. And to be honest with you, I think that in history, when I look back at it, I think that it was the right choice to get it to where it ended where up. it is. Now it's how did you continue the conversation? Right. And that's the other thing where it's like, OK, and now we're having a conversation about it, which luckily he, you know, is um, engaging into a certain degree. Which is probably more publicist publicist saying you yes. need to make a comment, um, but yeah. So again, I can see all sides of it, but I don't feel like it makes me look at Hamilton and say all of a sudden that I don't like it or that it needs to be Agreed. canceled because it is a piece of art that was amazing and I appreciate it for its amazingness. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So, so we're actually gonna move on to the. I'm gonna skip that story. And I'm <laughs> wait. What on, story was it? And I'm gonna go on to just acknowledge what's happening right now with Naya Rivera. So Naya Rivera, we want to say, you know, oh, we are hoping. Berry. Yeah, we are gonna yeah, hope. We, we are that. hoping, and we are with the with many people out here saying that you will be found. If those you do not know, Naya Rivera is from Glee. She most um, notably was the fiance of Big Sean, and she, um, you know, unfortunately is missing. Um, her and her son went on a boat. They were swimming in a, um, a lake mm-hmm. or a body of water. It was and a lake. We're not too far from LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and the son made it back into the boat, and she did not. There is active search for her. So we are going to hope that she is found. Um, and the search is happening and will be continued to happen until they find her. So unfortunately the divers are saying that it's really difficult to find, to look in the water because mm-hmm. it's the, of the, lo- the length of, um, visibility is very, is very narrow, mm-hmm. um, less than a foot. Um, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, when I, cause one of the things when this story like kind of made the headlines, I just remembered like Naya, um, you know, kind of being in the headlines for mental um, mm. instability in the past. So, like, just all kinds of things went through my mind of like, what well, there could have I'm happened. Literally seen comments, the theories, and I'm like, that you know, that really is not useful. I have seen comments where people have said that she literally gave like gave her son Benadryl to fall asleep so she commit suicide. Like, people are really dotting eyes. And crossing T's. Yeah, but he was in the water. She wouldn't have given him Benadryl and had him be. So there's just. I can't with that. The theories, the conspiracies. I think that they're not positive. They're not going to be productive. Not not at all. We need to just let the research, the people that are being paid to do this work to actually find find Naya. And wherever Naya is. I agree. No, I agree. Wherever she is. But I only mentioned that because um, the point that I wanted to make was after I actually started reading about it. It made me think differently about it because, um, you know, to your point, like she rented the boat, she went out, um, did not come back. So then the people at the boat rental place were the ones who were like, oh, 
she didn't return her boat. So, you know, then they send people out. That's when they found her son in the boat mm-hmm. sleep. Four year old. Right. Four years old. And they, the authorities have talked to him and mm-hmm. he said that, you know, they were both in the water. He got back into the boat. She didn't. Um, but the interesting thing that I saw was that um, what they're saying about this and this particular body of water um, during a briefing. Yeah, um, I read about this. Yeah, too. they said that um, Lake Peru apparently isn't more dangerous than other lakes, but it can be deep in some areas. 130 feet is what which I Which that's crazy and has tall underwater vegetation that could entangle swimmers. And apparently in the last three years, there have been four people that have passed away from drowning. Oh, shit. So they have actually, there's a petition that's online right now for yeah. signs to go up about Which the makes danger. sense. Like... I that is okay and then he also said and I quote if the body is tangled in something beneath the water it may never come back up mm-hmm. um, and that the there are underwater trees which can combine with cold weather and poor I visibility under, I didn't realize that that could lead to danger and he, sa- he said there's really no strong undercurrents like you would have in the ocean but sometimes the water can be very cold and the hyperthermic elements of being in cold water could affect something. So, I mean, it's just a really tragic story. I it really is. want people to stop with this fuckery. And it's like, you nobody wants to know what you think about this in this at this particular time. We just this support. isn't something to make fun and of. And I think that, that the jokes are not appropriate. I want to acknowledge the the grace that Big Sean has um, shown us. That he has not come out with a statement, but he has supported by liking tweets and statements yeah. that have been about just finding her. And he made right. an entire fucking song that was about her. That was negative. That was negative. Yeah. So for the fact that he can lean into like just find her. Well, and he it should. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he still. But has not like everyone. But right. I think that he should. But not so everyone would. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I feel like he's it's a choice. It's a conscious choice. I don't know. I don't agree with you there. I feel like he's doing the least. He's doing the bare minimum there. He could actually like be out there trying to find her, um, or help. Well, they with literally the people. said that. But I mean, her family need... is there though. Like her mom yeah, was there. Pic- her brother was there. It her, was. It's yes. so sad. Um, but yeah, we will be following this, and we um are hoping for the best. But at this point, they have turned this into a mission to find a body, as opposed to any type find of a mission person. to find her alive. So. Yeah, all right. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers for sure. Moving into shuffle and repeat. Yes, this is a pivot. Sanoa Allegra, she decided to release a new song called Dying for Your Love. Um, It is a producer that, two producers that I was not too familiar with. But then when I saw the second producer, I was like, wow, like I've seen, I know a lot of his works, a lot of their work. So JVM was the first one and P2J were the other. So the song came out this past Friday. P2J has um, worked with Beyonce on Brown Skin Girls, My Power. Um, she actually worked with Go- they actually worked with Gold Link. Because P2J, I think they're Nigerian. I think so too. Yeah. Jesse Reyes, they've worked with. Yes, Before um, Love Came to Kill Us, the album. So this, I think, is a good. It For me, I feel like the song is a very good continuation of her last album. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is smooth. Like her voice is very smooth her tone is very rich now that said she doesn't have this wide mariah carey five octave range but it shows you that you don't need to have a range to still be a strong artist and you know this song particularly is about her like longing and second guessing love and 
The visual is really good. It's what, bitch, what you over here dipping and doing? And I am stretching. Okay, oh, that looked like a. Whole, it's none of your business. You said if. You what about the, the video, girl? Left, what about the, right, the video? The what up, what happened? Down, what happened in the video? The you were neck on the ground. But what happened in the video, though? She was choreographed. <laughs> it was a whole non. She's dancing. Like. It was choreographed. I was about to say, this is not a dancing song. It was not to the future and the past. She was, it it, ultimately, it felt like a really, and I have to say this again, like it was a really good continuation of her last album, which was, ugh, these feelings. Like, Mm -hmm. I liked it. For me, it's on repeat. Sano is someone that, unfortunately, her show was canceled here in Seattle because of COVID. Um, But I look forward to seeing her because she is fucking amazing. Okay, so for me, this was a little sleepy. Um, it never really like hooked me in from a um, sonic perspective. So I was like, you know, I started listening to it. I'm like, okay, sure. And then like mm. it just is like a sure. it, it's like a flat line for me as far as like it never Not a flat line. It never really goes anywhere. And like I really like Snow Allegra too. It doesn't go up, but it doesn't go down. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. It just goes around. It just it, it starts and it ends. It's kind of like how it bitch, feels. Excuse me. Um, it's a circle about. It's muted. It's muted. And for me, like I, I wanted I wanted it to build to something and it just didn't. So for me, it's you think she's going to give us five octaves now from it's not about octaves. Sonically, it's, you it's want just it sonically to like go somewhere. it doesn't have to just be her voice. It could be the music. It could be lots of different okay, ways that, I hear that there could have been more interest. But um, yeah, so for me, it's on shuffle. Even though I really do like Snow. Ooh, the shade of it all. So moving on. And by the way, Snow is. Swedish? What? Where she's is she Swedish. from? She's no, 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 it's not Swedish. She's from somewhere else. Mm, she's not from the U.S. She's not from here. Okay. <laughs> All right. So another artist who's not from here, Jacob Collier, who I think we've talked about him. I feel we like have. he maybe... did a song with JoJo. Was it the JoJo song yes. that we talked about? Mm-hmm. Okay. So also not from here, 25-year-old English singer. He's an arranger. He's a composer. He's a producer. Four-time Grammy winner. He is a multi-instrumentalist. Four-time Grammy winner. <laughs> yes. And you his, don't know who he is. Yes. And he's a four-time Grammy winner. <laughs> and his Wikipedia says that he um, and his style fuses elements of jazz, acapella, groove, folk, electronic music, classical music, gospel, soul, and improvisation. And the reason why you don't know who he is because all the albums and all of the body of work that he has won Grammys for have been in the jazz category. Mm, so that, that is why sense. you do not know okay, his name sense. because he has won songs that were that were nominated in the jazz category. And he also, so in 2012, he had these split screen video covers of popular songs mm-hmm. um, where, you know, he, he harmonizes with himself, um, which is actually pretty impressive and kind of cool. And he see. was signed to Quincy Jones management label. Like he has legacy behind. Him. No, he does. And, he, and I actually really appreciate his sound. So his music feels R and B Um, But it also has this, um, to my ear, like a lot of the songs, especially the newer, there's like two or three or maybe four tracks he's released so far from the new project. They have this ethereal like um, aspect where it's just kind of like it's R&B, but it feels very different. And this particular song actually also features Rhapsody, the rapper. She's, Mm -hmm. she's, you know, a A a friend to the pod, a favorite to the pod. Um, but his voice is also really unique. It's interesting because he's kind of like a, 
almost like a hosier or like those artists that you think of who have these like distinctive voices. He has a very distinctive sound. Right. And then also and are very, they're kind of alternative. La- but he also layers his voice. Yes, he does. The, and actually, he just released a tiny desk where he, I don't know if you saw it, but it was a tiny desk where they're saying a four-part harmony with himself. So literally, he's playing four instruments. And the way that was edited, he's doing what he was doing all four. He's doing what he was doing in 2012. That was correct. That's why I said, like with the videos, yes, where he's harmonizing. And that was actually, yeah, those videos you mentioned, 2012, were built and managed through MIT. Mm. So he was signed to Quincy label, Quincy Jones label, like management company, Mm -hmm. and then they partnered with MIT to build this visual. Oh, cool. So he. He's That's fucking, awesome. He's fucking 25. He's 25 and he's white. And I'm just like, I, you know, anyone who listens to the pod regularly knows that I struggle sometimes when people who are. So what's this song called? When we people, home, they, we oh, home, did I not say the name of the song? No. <laughs> I'm you trying said to keep it was you, who was and I'm who was with. You all in but you ain't say nothing about the title of the song, bitch. It's the liquor is kicking in. So Jacob Collier featuring Rhapsody, and it's called He Won't Hold You. Um, and again, um, I'm I feel like I'm reaching a point now where I'm like, so I'm a Jacob Collier fan. And I need to go back and like listen to the old stuff, and then I'm anxiously awaiting the album when it comes out. Because the new one comes out in August 13th. 13? There are so many albums coming out 14th. in August. I don't know if you realize how many albums are coming no, out I in don't. August. And you know why? Why? Grammys. Uh, that makes sense. There are so many albums coming out. Katy Perry's album's coming out in August. I don't care about the, her. The Chicks album is coming. There's a lot. Still but don't yeah. care about her. So, and I really like Rhapsody's part because it's rap, but then it's also, you know, very, it has a very spoken word vibe. Oh, yeah. And That's I really Rhapsody's appreciate that. Message. So obviously for me, it's on repeat. What do you think? <laughs> Um, what's interesting to me is that this album that's coming out in August is a third part, a third volume of Mm -hmm. a collective of music that he had already said to Jesse. Jesse something. Yeah. He said it will be four parts. So there's a fourth part that has not yet been. Um, he actually won two Grammys for his first album, which called In My Room, which he literally recorded in his room. It was jazz? It was it was it was categorized as categorized oh, as I need to listen to it. And then he also won two Grammys last year mm-hmm. for his volume one. So here we are at volume three. I'm looking forward. Um, to me, I feel like it's just it's refreshing to hear sonically alternative sound mm-hmm. that is influenced by a lot of genre. I agree, and, I think and a lot that, of black. And I think that he also music. he has collaborated with a lot of. And it's a it's a balance between celebrating and appropriating, right. and I feel like he has done a beautiful job at celebration. No, I agree. Um, and you know what's not refreshing? The fact that someone like that has not been asked to perform on the fucking Grammys. that part <laughs> for a grand time Grammy winner at twenty five. So years ridiculous. Old. So for you, on repeat or on? Shopping? It's on repeat. Yes. The next song, though, however, bitch. Oh lord. <laughs> I feel like it was an excerpt. Of the circus. Um, <laughs> Katy Perry has decided to release a third. She's no, I'm sorry. A one, two, three, four. Let's see. One, two, three, no, four, five, six. No, it's Katy Perry six. six. She's her, it's her sixth it's, song. Yeah, right? From oh, her new oh, album. Songs. I thought she meant album. Her sixth song <laughs> from her new album. I don't think they're all going to be on there. but okay. I don't think so either. <laughs> but she released an EP to get to wear an album. Um, Girl, this shit makes me throw yes. up. And what's it called? 
<laughs> it's called Smile. Yes. She is reaching for disco when all she got is trash. <laughs> She I didn't get the disc or the co. I don't need her because just because you're just because you're releasing a song does not mean we need to celebrate the clown act that you're giving mm-mm, us. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, she actually pr- worked with this one producer called G Coop, which was he's worked with like a lot of hip hop artists okay. like Two Chains, DJ Khaled, Pusha T, Offset. So like having him as a producer that doesn't like, sound hip. This song doesn't sound hip hop at all. Not sound so. I found that not very all. interesting. Yeah. To me, this song is on a hard, a hard, <laughs> I mean, so hard, bitch. It is solid as a rock shuffle. I don't need Katy Perry. I don't look for Katy Perry. Okay. Katy Perry, to me, is like a speed bump. I slow down, but I drive over it. <laughs> huh, okay, so Katy, you know, she's hit or miss for me. We've we've talked about Katy before. There have been several songs that she's released in this like list of five or six songs that you mentioned that I actually liked, and then there were some that I did not like. But I have to say that the cover art for this project and i think the cover art that's on the single is actually the cover art for the album Mm -hmm. which is literally this bitch is dressed up like a clown she's a clown nose with not a smile she's kind of got like a not smile face and that really turned me off and i'm gonna tell you why yeah tell me i feel like with Katy perry there's always a gimmick because i know you love a good Katy perry bop uh, the ones that are good, yes. But I feel like what turns me off about her is that there is always a gimmick. And that I've, I think that for me, I'm getting tired because she's a really talented artist, in my opinion. Yeah, but well. she wants to be popular so bad that it makes her image and her music lack authenticity well, for me. 911, it's Lady Gaga. <laughs> How may I help you? <laughs> You know, she's been talking a lot lately about this dark period that she experienced, which at first I was like, bitch, when did this happen? Because I don't know what you're talking about. But then I dug a little deeper. So for anyone who's actually been paying attention, there were issues for her between. So she had Prism that came out, sold 4 million copies worldwide reported. Um, And then she had a three year break. And then she came out um, with Witness. Mm. Witness only sold, uh, you know, reported 900,000 worldwide. Oh, wow. Down from 4 million for the album before that oh, and 6 million. Swish, swish, bitch. That's what she said. <laughs> and 6 million for the album before that. So her actual label head came out and openly talked about mm. what he felt the issue was, which is so fucking rude. What he said it was. Okay, so her label head, um, actually came out and said um it's an and his name is steve barnett uh, i believe it's capital records he says it's an interesting story i love her and have forged a great relationship with her i talk about how engagement is so important and i don't believe you can have big cycles between projects Mm. i think that's changed and so you sit down and have tough conversations With her and management. Mm, so this is where, you know, it, it it's not even just the fact that, like, the project didn't perform as well. But when you have the label losing confidence in you. That part. I think that that, for someone like her who, 
Teenage Dream was that the album where she had, like five songs. She had all the number ones yeah, and, and they were comparing her to Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and it's like bitch you're no Michael Jackson I'm sorry but you're just not like you may you may both look like white women but you are no Michael bitch, Jackson bitch is this song on shuffle or repeat <laughs> but I just wanted to give the context because it's uh, uh, the, the thing I say about Katy Perry is Katy Perry intrigues me not me she intrigues me just this whole aura surrounding her and her um, personality but yeah for me this is definitely a hard shuffle shuffle um bitch. you know the one thing that i can say that's a silver lining in this for me is that when i was doing a research i found that um her co-writer one of her co-writers was named Brittany stara hazard that's stara s-t-a-r-r-a-h and she is a black woman who has co-written some of the biggest hits in recent memory like camila racist cabello's Havana tour is canceled as well as Maroon 5's Girls Like You so that intrigued me and I went out and instead of really like listening to this anymore I just went out and listened to Star's music to see if I liked it but it's definitely a shuffle for me as well me too bitch (laughs) next song is you next song is another pop girl and it's another pop girl that I actually like some people like shout out to a friend of the show Junior he doesn't that was on the show that is true not like and mm-hmm. Megan has also had a darn, t- da- darn, a downturn in pop um, music has had a downturn in, in the, like especially sales. Like she still gets you know okay you know solid streaming numbers, but Megan Trainer has released yet another song. Even though her album just came well, out, no, her album's coming out with the deluxe version. Oh, uh, so this, this is released. one of the songs mm-hmm. that makes sense. So it's called "Make You Dance." And I actually really like this song. Another I love the sound. I love the synths in the beat. Synths, as in S Y N T H S, synths in the beginning. Ooh, <laughs> Which then give way to a pulsating pop bass. dance track. It was, there was some bass in I'm it. I'm like, well, you know, she's all about that bass. <laughs> You know what, bitch? I don't have time for this. And this is the kind of, for me, this is the kind of pop music that I've kind of been into lately. I think part of it is just because of all the fuck the is 70s, going on in the world. But you like 70s vibes right I now. do, but I think that right now, like, pop, Dua Lipa. pop has been pop has been a genre that I've kind of, like, gravitated even more towards this year just because of everything that's going but on I'm in the world. But I'm saying, like, Dua Lipa, yeah. what's the other girl that you, we talked, Taylor Parks, like, yes, the whole I 70s love, sound I disco. Love that. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun, it's catchy, it's dancey, and, like, the Britney Spears sort of dancing, like not like how I would normally like dance, like in the club, but still mm-hmm. dancey. Um, and curiously enough, it's bundled on Spotify. I don't know if you noticed this with her previous single, which is Nicki Minaj's "Nice to Meet Ya." Yeah. So when you add it to a playlist, it automatically adds "Nice to Meet Ya" to a pl- to oh, that playlist to- too, mm-hmm. which it suggests to me that they're trying to goose the streams for the previous song which i don't really like that that feels very deceptive to me but i say all that to say that this particular song is on repeat so her me. last album like this is the deluxe version there were songs that were very good wave um lit to me um blank genetics all of this i love that were, you liked some of the songs. it was cute like for <laughs> me i felt like she is someone that she is she has stayed true to who she was as an artist agreed we talked about that remaining relevant yeah Unfortunately, pop music is not popular right now. So she pop being like the genre, not the pop because there is a difference between pop music and popular music, Mm -hmm. which often popular music like Blink-182 can become pop music because it's number one on the on uh, on the charts. Long and the short, I would say that it is a repeat for me. 
Um, because I feel like it's really? cute. It's That's cute little summertime bop. I'm you know, yes. I'm not mad at it. Okay. But I also I thought for sure this would be a shuffle. I'm not glad at it either. So <laughs> I will put it on repeat because it's cute. It, it, it's cute cleaning the bathroom music. Oh my gosh. Okay, what's next? Next song is Amina. So Ray added this song on there because he felt like we had too much of a gene and we wanted to introduce you to some patine. <laughs> and so, I actually, and I actually liked it. That's yeah, Amina featuring it. Young Thug, um, called Compensating. Um, it's the third song in 2020. He had released Riri and Shimmy. The producer T minus actually has worked with Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Black, J. Cole, so big artist. What's interesting about this song is Amine is singing like he's had on his last album, which was interesting. I actually re- listened to his last album mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. Good friends. He's from Portland. Um, I really enjoyed the song that came out, Compensating. The album actually was announced with con- in conjunction of this song. August 7th. Um, a new album. A new album. Yeah, not the last album. Because pan- the, new new, the last album I did not care for. There were some parts. I like the first album where he's sitting on the toilet and yeah, recovers. This, but the last I didn't album, like the there were album. pieces that I enjoyed. Yeah. Some lyrical pull from this song. He said, I fucked up once again. And you know that I never, I'm never too proud to beg. It's hard to admit when I made my bed. And you know, I've always wished you the best. So overall, it's about a relationship, contemplating the choices he's made. And for me, it's a repeat. Yeah. So, um, yes, it's on repeat for me as well. I enjoy it. Um, I love it. It's really catchy. It's kind of irreverent. Like you said, it's like, oh, I fucked up. Like, you know, you need to forgive me. Um, but yes. I definitely would say that this is one <laughs> that people Forgivation. should add to their playlist. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to the last selection in Shuffle and Repeat, which is um, someone that this is an artist I had never even heard of before. Her name is Joy Lane. Hopefully I am pronouncing that correctly, but probably I'm not. <laughs> song is called I Believe. And she actually... Um, is a German singer songwriter. Her parents are South African and German. Yes, and known for her mixture of soul, R and B, and African folk music with lyrics in German and English. So this song popped up. It popped up in my, um, you know, new suggested tracks in title. Um, and yes, it is featuring B J the Chicago Kid, and that probably is why it popped up because of his involvement. Um, but I have to tell you. I love this song. It gives me like the best kind of throwback Diana Ross vibes. Agree. I was like, this is just like sending me to an era that I was not here for. Um, you know, like physically, I wasn't here yet. Um, but mm. it just, it just feel, it made me feel good. And I have to say that BJ, the, BJ, the Chicago kid has some of the best guest spots. He's amazing. Of right? a lot of any of the artists. So like some artists will jump on anybody's track. Yeah. I'm talking about you, Khalid, um, where they're just like, whatever. Sure. Yeah. I'll jump on your track. But I feel like other artists are a lot more deliberate Mm -hmm. and they make better choices. And BJ, the Chicago kid is one of those wherever he's whenever he's on a track. I'm like, oh, I should listen to that. And Mm -hmm. this was no exception. Love it. Went back and was like trying to listen to some of her other stuff. But her most recent albums are literally in German. Her second album was the album called Born and Raised. And that was that was over 10 years ago. That was her first English. I think that was in 2006. Mm -hmm. So it was like when you listen to it, it sounds kind of like it was in 2006. Well, what's interesting about that album is it actually was recorded almost entirely in Philadelphia. 
um, which I found to be interesting. It, it featured art, American artists like Lupe Fiasco, Raekwon, mm-hmm. and the governor. It know, had a lot of guests. A lot of appearances. guests. You know, I feel like, to your point, there was a lot of choice in BJ, just the Chicago kid joining her in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, like, I'm really intrigued by the arc of where she'll go from this. Um, and I don't know what that means. Like, that may mean her continuing on this journey of being, an, like, an artist that not everyone knows, but people that do love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's many artists that we love that are like that. So I'm intrigued to see that. Her background is really interesting. Her having albums that are completely in German are very interesting. It was such a revelation because I was like, is that English? You can't. <laughs> I don't know I what the like, fuck she's saying, but I you said, over here over your chair not. dipping and doing it. <laughs> and then so. like she was singing and I was like, at first I was like, oh, she's singing in French. And I was like, that is not French. It's I don't French. know French. She's not Creole. But I knew that that wasn't French. I was like, that's German. And I was like, so for me, oh, how refreshing. This song is on repeat. I'm looking forward to what happens after. Okay. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, yes, I'm going to concur and say that it's on repeat for me. And that's the same. I said the same thing. Great minds. Um, see, here's the thing. What? This is a total digression. Oh, but I'm just going to say that um, the when I said earlier that Will and Jada, like that Jada said she doesn't know her husband. Like for me personally, that was really an interesting revelation and I didn't really get it just because mm. they've been together for so this long. This is what you were judging her, right? I actually, I had a moment of judgment because I was like, how have you been with someone Look for that long? You over here. And then for circle. you to say that you don't know them, but to your point and point that you've made earlier that you and I are in agreement with this where it's like, you can't, you can judge other people's relationships, but you shouldn't mm-hmm. because people are in relationships and people relationships you are different. You can have questions. You can, of course, but that, but just because it works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for and you. And you can't sit here and have a 45 minute, two hour, three day, whatever it is, course of judgment mm-hmm. because someone else has, you know, does something a little differently than you would. No, for sure. But I did question this whole idea yeah. of like, I don't know my husband because I was like, you know, obviously I don't know. You never really know everything about anybody, but um, you and I are best bitch, friends I, I know you bitch like but but you and i are best friends so like, i know i know you that if i ask you to take the trash out if you sit in a certain way you gonna say no i know it <laughs> i know it's called body language but we, we are, are body language. but we are best friends and i think Speak that for yourself for us like no, I wanna, i'm sorry good. in my opinion for me okay, um that's on, an important I, part language of i that's an important part of relationship for me where it's like i need to have a deep connection with my partner agreed um and it's like you know and i said this because the great minds like when you said that when you said like you're looking forward like we haven't talked about that but that was literally the last thing on my page which is that it's on repeat for me and i'm also going to be looking for her next oh, project oh look at god so we can add her us. we can add her to the list although i'm not going to a concert to hear this bitch sing in german because i'm not interested. listen i'll <laughs> the guy. i don't even know what and, that is and sidebar i'm also trying to get away from saying bitch as much about people who are not you and me so um oh, that's gonna be a this bitch. woman i'll say this woman i don't want to go and hear this woman sing in german because right. i'm not well interested. i'm not trying to see this bitch speak in <laughs> in languages and then I you can. go and i can't i can't well. speak language in that okay that's All not right. my ministry anyway so um we are not doing a political realness this week it's fine um, we'll come back to you when we have something to talk about. Um, 
But the word of the week. Yeah, honestly, you gonna just skip the word of the week? And wait, so the word of the week also comes from guess what? Where is it coming from, babe? Bitch, I don't know. It's coming from white fragility. <laughs> I thought I was gonna say that, but then I was like, let me just give him a moment. Because this is one of the words. This is Come one on of words. about three. So like I'm again, I'm like two thirds through the book. And there have been, I think, three words that I did not know. And oh, this is there probably them. is 30 okay. that I don't know. Okay. So the word is inculcated. Oh. Okay. And actually, I'm sorry. No, let's just do inculcate. So it's I as in ice cream, N as in Nancy, C as in cat, U, L, C as in cat, A as in apple, T as in Tom, E as in Edward. It's inculcate. And inculcate means to teach and impress by frequent repetitions or admonitions. Wait. So basically you're teaching someone via repetition. Nicki Minaj has inculcated (laughs) a journey of rap that I'm not on with her. Okay. I don't think you can inculcate a journey of rap. Listen, that's what she did. No. (laughs) She has inculcated a journey of features to get number one. Okay, that's better. I was about to say, that is so much better. Not a journey, but like the importance of Mm -hmm. features for an artist that doesn't really have that much of a point of view. That part. All right. So with that, (laughs) that is our episode. We want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to us. Listen to us all streaming service. But most importantly, Ray, what do we want to tell them? We want to tell you to tell a friend to tell a friend. Because without your friends, we can't be friends. And therefore, we won't be here till the end. It's very true. And please, um, (laughs) I think you mentioned earlier, but um, the playlists for the pod have all been refreshed. We've had a refreshment. Ooh, come on, facial. Yes, like those wipes you use when you can't take a shower. It's kind of like that. Oh. So please um, follow our um, playlist. Um, you can find us also um, under He Said, He Said. And we will make sure that we get links out um, via all socials. So yes, ma'am. thank you so much for joining us. Um, we enjoyed our week off, but we are so happy to be back. We are and back. And we will talk to you next week. Have a yes, great ma'am. week. <laughs>